Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, Effective Interviewer Series Logistics Clarity. Now that's a mouthful, but you won't want to miss it. Here we go. Hey folks, before we get to the cast today, Mike and I want to share with you, uh, we want to encourage you to join our newsletter list. We send out a weekly newsletter. It's about your career, about being a better manager. We highly recommend it. It always has content in it. We like to give. You can go to the website and click on the link that says, put me on the newsletter subscription list, or you can just send us an email to customer service at manager-tools.com and put newsletter subscribe in the subject line if you want, and we'll start sending our newsletter. It's always got content in it, and the purpose is to help you be a better manager and a better professional. That's why we're here. Today's gonna be an interesting cast because we're gonna gonna talk about something I don't think most managers think about, and that's around communicating the logistics and schedules in advance of bringing a job candidate in for an interview. I didn't wanna make this a, a cast because Somebody said to me, they were surprised when I said, no, you got to be totally transparent about, about the candidate schedule. You got to over plan. And they said, yeah, I've always kind of thought it'd be better to keep them in the dark a little bit. And I said, you know, I talk, <laughs> I've actually talked about this before. And we, ha- we ended up having a conversation about the fact that, oh, yeah, Mark, you mentioned things. You guys mentioned things in the, in, the, in the cast, but it's a small part. And if I don't listen to that cast, I don't learn that tidbit. And I thought I'd elevate this to an entire cast because so many people in the room, this was at, uh, at a conference I did recently, so many people in the room were like, oh, no, 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 you keep it secret. That way, if there's any changes or whatever, you don't have to keep the candidate informed and so on. Mm, and it's just wrong. It, it is far, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's far better to tell candidates exactly what to expect when they're interviewing. A lot of managers say, I want to see how they respond to the uncertainty or, or again, you're trying to cover up a lack of planning, but, but clarity in advance produces what we're looking for in interviews, which is more true positives, meaning you say yes to the right person. And it also reduces the number of false negatives you have. A negative is you say no to somebody when in fact, and a false negative is you mistakenly did because it could have turned out good. In fact, it could be a, a, a Romeo and Juliet. So here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to recommend you create a detailed plan before anyone comes in to interview. I mean, I mean detailed. You're going to communicate the entire plan in advance. Trust me, folks, structure is perceived as professionalism and a relaxed schedule, according to candidates, when Wendy and I have interviewed them after the fact, is reported by candidates as unprepared, which is not a good thing. Remember, you're not just interviewing to decide whether or not you're going to hire them. You're also trying to market yourself for the candidate. The more important thing is yes, being able to say yes or no, but it has to be a day that, that causes people to feel good about their experience with you. And logistics surprisingly don't play a trivial role. It's not the biggest role, the people make the biggest difference, but logistics do matter according to candidates. And then lastly, and here's the thing people miss, planning for a candidate helps you, gives you an opportunity, a platform to communicate to your team about what they're gonna be doing and how important it is. And that way, because there's a plan, they're gonna know, anybody who sees a detailed plan says, I'm less likely to violate or to deviate from this plan because it's, I'm clearly part of a web of, or, or a puzzle that I have to fit my piece into. Yeah. When we were first talking about doing this cast, you know, I, I was thinking like, would any manager do something distinctly important without having any plan at all, right? I mean, yeah. would, you make, would you make the most important decision a manager makes, and folks, this is the most important decision, who you hire, right? 
without having planned the situation which, in which it happens as effectively as you possibly could? Heck no, right? To both of those right. questions, right? Yeah, you just can't say, well, this is really important and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna plan it. Hiring is the most important action a manager takes to get results and retention. And it deserves over planning. So the idea of creating a detailed plan before an interview, duh, <laughs> you have to. Yeah, exactly. So before we bring anybody in, guys, we plan their scheduled day down to every detail we can think of. And, and look, I started giving an example plan, taking somebody from their home to the airport, everything. And of course, there are different plans, but we would give you the most significant amount of planning one. And it got to be like three pages. Yeah. And we want to do that for you, but it's got to be a separate cast. This ended up being an hour-long cast, and so I set that aside and I said, okay, we'll put that in a separate cast and we'll say, this is the cast where you learn all the details to help you think of all the trivial steps in, in getting people home and there and back again. Even though we decided not to include it in this cast, I'm glad you mentioned it because it gives you an idea. Three pages detailed plan gives folks an idea of what we're talking about, the level of quality we're talking about. And I'll tell you, what happens is if you start planning this stuff, can't, managers will tell you very quickly, the moment you start planning it, you realize there's all kinds of things that can go wrong. And I mean, it's dumb to have logistics that a bit of a smart mind having thought about before could have solved it. It's dumb to have logistics cause a stumble in terms of making you know the most important decision a manager makes. So look, we're going to plan the entire inbound travel thing. We have to think through every part. It's not enough to arrange a plane ticket. You have to get them from their home to the interviews and back again. Home or office to the airport, say. Okay, is it a cab? Is it their own car? Is it a car service? You know, if it's a car service or, you know, you have a final say on pickup time so the candidate doesn't miss the car or the cab or the airline and it happens. We choose the airline or we bless the airline and we choose the class of service. And if you're smart, your travel people ask for seat assignment preference. Then you verify that they get their seat. Now, look, there are candidates who say, no, I got that. No, I got that. And that's okay. But if you don't know and, and you're not planning it and the candidate's not planning it either, there are plenty of candidates who send Wendy and I notes saying, can I ask about this? I'm questioning. They didn't offer to reimburse me. I just talked to my niece, Kay, who's a genius. Um, yeah, she, she is. went to an air, she went, yeah, she went to an interview and she says, Uncle Mark, do I, do I mention to them that, you know, they get to reimburse me or, or, or am I mistaken that companies reimburse? Now, folks, the, the point of that is I'm, I'm not suggesting that some of you don't know that reimbursement is the standard, but what you need to remember is your candidates may not know that, particularly if you're interviewing young people. And if you outsource this to HR, I'm not against that. You may have a great HR person, but if you outsource this to HR and they don't do what you want, well, whose fault is that? If it's gonna be your decision, it's your fault. And I'll talk about this later, but anytime you're thinking about the process you're taking somebody through, you're not thinking about the content of the decision you're making that the process exists to further. This is exactly why we encourage managers to have people, uh, their team, facilitate meetings periodically, particularly important meetings, so the manager can be focused on content. If you're having to scramble because you haven't got a detailed plan, that scrambling takes you away from interviewing the candidate and you rush into your own interview maybe at the end of the day with the candidate and you're not ready and you're out of sorts, which is not good. So. You gotta get them from the airport to their hotel. Which hotel? How are they getting from the hotel to the office? What time is pickup? 
This is the kind of detail you want to achieve. And again, it reduces uncertainty. And we don't know if our candidate's going to be good at business travel. And even if they are good at it, if they think this is no big deal, don't let their poor planning preclude us from having a good interview with the candidate. So over plan, over plan, over plan. Okay. So we've over planned. Let's assume folks have got us there. So let's talk about the communication of that plan. It seems simple, but a lot of managers think that the only part of the schedule they communicate is how and when to get to your right. location, right? How and to, then there's a black hole. Right? And then there's yeah. a huge black hole, like what's going to happen yeah. during yeah. the day of the interview or the two days of the interview. W Wendy and I probably have had more conversations. Um, I have a friend who's a social media person, and, and she's always sending hashtag SMH for shaking my head. And Wendy and I do more shaking of our heads, joint shaking of our heads about what managers know and don't know and do and don't do relative to interviewing that we are guilty, Wendy and I are guilty of academic creep. Meaning we've been doing this for so long. We assume everybody knows by now, of course, this is how you do it. And again, we're going back to the process versus content thing. And then we're reminded by a question we get, oh dear. Now look, it's, it's no fault of somebody that they don't, they don't know something. It's fine. But it just seems crazy that we would know it and then we wouldn't share it with them. The whole thing I got out of that, by the way, is sitting here listening is that, you know, SMH, hashtag SMH means you're becoming quite the social media I'm, maven I'm, there. I'm, like, I'm wow, a maven. Wow, wow. I'm probably, no, compared to this friend of mine, I'm a junior. junior Long-time listeners would be shocked. Yeah. Absolutely shocked. Okay, yes. sorry. Well, on the other hand, there are plenty of long-time listeners, as I bet Mark spends a lot of his time shaking his head. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, sorry guys. I know sometimes I come across um, not as the nicest guy in the world, but I keep trying to give away everything I know every week for free. So I hope I hope it balances things out in my karma. Yeah, and folks, he is a nice guy. Just, yeah. just just so you know. Yeah, well, I pay him to say that. Look, look, there's no evidence in in Wendy's interview, my interview, Mike's interview that most when we interview that most candidates knowing who they're going to interview with makes much of a difference. Look, a rare few are going to try to do some research and, and look, that's potentially marginally good for them. And if it's a good candidate and we increase the chances that a good candidate is going to have a chance to be good. Okay, great. Um, it's good for us to know that somebody went the extra mile. But the real benefit, guys, is a reduction of uncertainty. Communicating this plan reduces part of the uncertainty and you're going to see them in a more natural light. We don't believe in stress interviews. Look, if you if a candidate's unprepared, they're going to be stressed, but that's not our fault that they're unprepared, okay? Introducing stress to everyone by saying, well, we're going to leave you jumping and you don't really know and we're going to do interviews on short notice with people that you don't think are important, but in fact really are important. That's dumb. We're going to interview somebody for several hours. Our interviews are going to be tough but they're gonna be fair. We don't need candidates being uncertain because of a mystery schedule when the process we use to evaluate them is fair and complete and rigorous. Yeah, and that's, and that's a good point. Like, we don't want artificial reasons for a person to do poorly in an interview. We want them yeah. to do their best possible. And I, I think sometimes folks think that part of being a tough interviewer is throwing obstacles in the way of folks, and that's not what we're trying to do, right? Yeah, I, I gotta tell you, I, I, people will laugh at me for saying this, but I, I love the first, I loved all three Men in Black movies. I think Will Smith is a comic genius, um, and Tommy Lee Jones wasn't bad in it either. And there's, when, when Will Smith is first being tested, they do all kinds of mind games on him, right? Where the pencil breaks and all kinds of stuff and they don't have any place to write on and so on. And every time I see that movie, I look forward to that scene like, and they're being farcical about it. 
And yet there are managers who say, oh, no, this is going to be a stress interview. We're going to see. And there's just no evidence. Look, the U.S. Navy, Admiral Rickover used to do that um, with the sub guys. They don't do it anymore because there's data and it doesn't work. So anyway, we send the candidate the schedule well in advance. We schedule a phone conversation with them to go over the entire schedule. We take them through every part of their travel. Yeah, we do. We do. We talk about how we reimburse them. Look, if this is a candidate we're going to hire, spending 15 more minutes with them, talking to them, listening to how they think, answering their questions, having a chance to share a joke or whatever, that's a net plus. And everybody says to me, oh, Mark, that's that's a lot of work. Yeah, we spend a lot of time on the most important decision. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I, don't, I don't feel bad about that. What's more? And then people say, well, I'm really busy. Guys, if you don't have time for a 15-minute phone call, you're not busy. You're just really unstructured, really unorganized, and really inefficient. Yeah, and make a, and make a poor hire, and you'll be even busier. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, the, I, I said it, I said it last night at a party here at Pebble Beach. I said to a college kid that was at a party, a friend of mine's kid. They were talking about interviewing, and I said in the marketplace, and I said uh, we interview, we put a really high standard on it. And I said, and I'll tell you why. There's only one thing worse than an open position, and that's filling it with the wrong person. And their their mother, who's the wife of a friend of mine from high school, said. You sound like you've said that before. I said, yeah, <laughs> a billion times. Yeah, so look, we talk about how we'll reimburse them for incidental costs. Uh, we reassure them about paying for their mileage if they drive their car. We explain how to get through security, which everybody forgets. Everybody forgets. I, I think Google Maps and, and Apple Maps, and all these other things are fabulous in terms of that's where it is. But if you're 50 meters from the, the security desk of a major corporate headquarters, if you're standing on the curb having just been let out and you're in that awkward moment where you had to bring your luggage with you because because you're flying out that day and you're not going back to your hotel and it saves you a night at the hotel if you check out, uh, and the company asks you to do it, and you wheel your rollerboard, or worse, you don't have a rollerboard, and you carry a junky suitcase, which you didn't realize was going to be a factor in the hiring decision. Yes, it is. On the map, you're there. You know, I think that Siri will tell you, you have arrived at your destination, but you might as well be 50 miles away not knowing how to get through security or not knowing which security desk to go to, and then seeing everybody else with their badges badging in and you know, have you called down? Are they, you know, are they are they checked through security? Look, we tell people whom to ask for when they reach our offices if they have to get an elevator. We tell them all about their interviews. We don't worry about them knowing because we're confident, again, that our interviews are sufficiently professional and rigorous that we're going to find the best candidate regardless of their level of knowledge or the details of the day. It's, it's really that simple. You tell them how lunch will work. You talk about the end of the day. We walk them through getting home. We tell them how long our process is going to take to make a decision. And like I said, you know, some think it's overkill because shoot, a candidate should follow a be able to follow a detailed schedule. And yeah, sometimes people can, but sometimes we assume people can and academic creep bites us. And some folks have never done this before. And look, you encourage questions too. Yeah. Over communicate. Yep. Now there's another advantage of communicating the schedule that in addition to the things you already described and the structure that you provide even before they show up about what they're going to go through, that structure is viewed as professionalism. Absolutely. Candidates tell us this when you, when you quiz them after the fact, particularly a lot of 
younger candidates and senior candidates will know they'll be able to smell an unstructured unprepared for day really you're going to make this big a decision about me your number two and you haven't prepared for it and i don't think i want to come to work for you they say candidates say when they have a schedule in advance it's a signal the decision is an important one they see a plan schedule as an example of care for employees they say it shows the company is willing to be transparent rather than secretive and i think that Managers think that secretiveness is good in terms of it leading to better decisions, but it doesn't. There's no evidence of that, and it's a negative relative to how the candidate perceives you. And again, like we said earlier, we're trying to make a decision. That's the most important thing. But we're not saying that there is no marketing going on, that there's that we're not trying at all to convince you to come to work for us. It's a two-way street. Absolutely. And as the economy heats up and folks, it, it may not feel good now, but, it, but it's going to get better. That's the way cycles yeah. work. And interviewing, dude, it just occurred to me, we got to say it. It's the Horseman Christmas rule. It's been five years since many of you have interviewed. Many of you, not all. I know some of you are still interviewing on a regular basis. If it's been five years, and hiring is important to you, you've forgotten how to do this. Yeah, and folks, you're, you and you will be interviewed. You say, well, I, I don't plan on hiring new folks. Well, you will when your people leave. People because, leave. <laughs> because, you know, uh, so yeah, you don't plan on interviewing, hiring new people, but your folks are going to be look, are going to be open to opportunities and you'll find yourself in a position of needing to interview. So just take this advice from two old grizzled veterans here. Now is the time to start thinking about what you're going to do when that happens. Yeah. Another thing, too, is they not only say that a, a, a prepared schedule shows professionalism, a relaxed schedule is, is, is seen as unprepared. Candidates report disliking unstructured interview days. And, oh, managers say, well, I'm busy. But candidates see companies who send them schedules as busy, too. So busy isn't a, a net positive for you because everybody's busy. And they know when you're using the word busy to cover up being unprepared. And look, they're nervous enough. And they admit to being nervous enough. It's like we said, adding stress in this way is not the way to get stress. What you want is candidates who are not prepared themselves to feel extra stress. And candidates who are well prepared for the interviews to not feel stress. To put stress on everybody, not good. Particularly younger folks who haven't interviewed a lot. It's not smart. It, the data are pretty conclusive. You, it doesn't help you. It hurts you. It does. Now, talking about um, professionalism, you're not the only person, the manager is not the only person involved in this. And if you want to look professional, it's helpful if your entire team understands what's going on. So this detailed planning helps not only the candidates, it helps us communicate to our team that are most likely going to be involved here. If you don't send out something to the team that shows you planned it and that they know that you're planning it and you're spending time on it, you're sending a message that only my decision really matters and you guys are going to kind of thin for yourselves. And I hope that you get something that's good that will help me, you know, tell me what you think about them. If your team of interviewers doesn't have a schedule, they don't know what to expect. And that makes them, again, spend time thinking about the schedule, the process, rather than focusing on evaluating the candidate, which is the content. A published schedule eliminates the need to think about process. Okay? And all you want to think about is hire, don't hire, and why. And it allowed, look, look, planning is everything, but plans are nothing. Having a plan allows your team to make decisions about what to do when things don't go according to plan. Yeah. If you don't communicate a schedule and we're not available to solve a problem, nobody else knows our intent for the day. Candidates end up doing nothing or, or worse, wasting time. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, and then they start texting their buddies. Yeah, I don't know. They're going to come get me, uh, you know. Yeah, it's not good. Candidates sitting there for 45 minutes in some yeah, yeah, room. With, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. yeah, to be primed for interviewing 
And then to not interview creates frustration. And here's the other thing candidates say, they get a lack of belief in the accuracy of the decision or the outcome of their day because of logistics. Logistics can hurt you or help you in terms of the candidate. And the more preparation, the more it helps. And if you're prepared, again, everyone knows this, the more prepared you are, the bigger the problem has to be before it creates a notable change in the quality of the process you're going through. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I experienced this. And this is particularly useful when you end up saying no to the candidate. I interviewed with Michelin. So if anybody from Michelin is is listening, then I'm not good enough to be in Michelin because I interviewed with Michelin and they said no. And I don't care that said no, it was so professionally delivered that I am I am a huge fan of Michelin tires. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, if you feel that the process you've been evaluated by is fair and reasonable, then you're okay with being told no. If you don't, if, it, if there's caprice involved, that's not good. And, and it boils down, the way to eliminate caprice in the mind of the candidate is to over-prepare. Look, also, we get an opportunity to remind our directs and other people involved in the, in the process we're taking the candidate through of how important hiring is. We tell them the schedule. Look, we don't want them thinking this is just one of several interviews and yeah, by the way, this isn't important. I want them thinking this is serious and they don't have a choice but to fit in this time. If you have in mind a schedule, but then one of your people doesn't realize how important it is and tries to switch with somebody else, and then for some reason has to leave early in the day and is not there to do the interview results capture meeting, that's not good. Sending out a detailed schedule reminds everyone that nothing you do today will be as important as making a good decision about this candidate. And I've already made your job easy by eliminating all the process decisions that you might have had. It also tells them how to handle problems. And really, I mentioned this actually to somebody who knows us pretty well at this party last night, and he said, Mark, that's just commander's intent. And he was right. You communicate this on both sides of the equation and allows everybody to make decisions based on a clear understanding of what we're doing and why. Clarity and logistics and planning in advance increases the chances that yeses will be yeses and noes will be noes. There you go. 25 minutes on something that Many of you probably haven't even thought about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So create a detailed plan, communicate like crazy, go over it with the candidate. Structure is good, unstructured is bad. You gotta communicate with your team as well. And yeah, there's more work up front, but that's already inherent in bringing somebody in for interviews, okay? If it's worth doing, it's worth doing well if it's the most important decision you made. And particularly if they've been through several screens, which we assume that if you're smart, they are. They're gonna be hiccups and if you have hiccups in the planning and a lack of planning together, you know, it's not like they cancel each other out. They magnify each other, right? Yeah, really. If you're doing something important, it's not time to wing it. Hope isn't a method. There you go. Thanks, my friend. Appreciate you it. You bet, partner. All right. We'll see you later. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you on the discussion forums, www.manager-tools.com forward slash forums. See you there. So long, folks. <laughs>